Is that what we're doing right now? <laughs> hey, 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 buddy, back in 88, I threw the football a quarter mile. I don't max, I don't max my right. Like, no, no. I don't max my yeah, come on. Put me in, we would have won state. No big deal. We'd have won state. There's not, not a doubt in my mind. We would have won state. Coach would put me in. Not a doubt in my mind. I throw a football over that mountains. <laughs> and he's like, he's serious. I'm dead serious. Hey, back in uh, back in 2010, I had the uh, highest March PT test of uh, anybody that took it on the 14th between 10 o'clock in the morning and <laughs> Whatever, like 11 o'clock. I'm benching a, a lot more than I was during that time. Buddy, hey, we should make a tank welcome. top for you that says swipe champ. No. You get that email? Heavyweight swipe uh, champ of the world. Said, that's what I was just going to ask you. You sent it to the email, right? Yeah, yeah, it's sent. Oh, Christopher, I got it, brother. I got it. All right. You're going to like the song, Dave. You're going to like the song. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Give me one second. Give me one second. Let me repost this. On. See, see, Joe, we could, have been, the fact that we could have been done with this about 10 fucking minutes ago, all right? I wouldn't have looked as pretty. No, well, that's debatable. <laughs> no, he lost that prettiness with all the beard that he cut off. Uh, it's coming back. I'm a Viking. Ugh, I just got to pull on it every day. Of course, my son does a good job at pulling, like, at least a fistful out every morning. It's like a little Wolverine. He just grabs a fistful and just. <clears throat> as soon as Bookham gets back, we'll go ahead and uh, start rolling everything. Dude, no UFC this weekend is brutal. Hey, John, I'm John. used to seeing it every weekend. My watch has got to tell the right time. Let's go. Kimball, don't you hang out with one of those UFC fighters? Yeah, I'm I'm, I hang out with nobody. I fucking see us. Hey, are y'all alive? Like, anybody hear us? No, no we're not no, live. No, you're muted. Yeah, fuck John Jones's bitch. <laughs> I am recording this though, so that will be on the. <laughs> will be well, on the podcast. That yeah, will, no, I, I, see, I, I doubt John Jones is yeah. listening to our podcast. That's okay. Now we that uh the gym. I work out. Holly Holmes in there every morning, and then uh, I. Yeah, I what do you go to? What do you go to? Jackson oh. Wink. No, to define fitness, but okay, they're all I'm just saying, yeah, they, they all go to the same gyms on both yeah. sides because those are Jackson Wink, both of them. Yeah. Jackson yeah. Wink, guys, Jackson Wink is trash, man. The only, the only hey, good. Hey, Dave, are you gonna monitor grunt works? Yeah, hey, Gimba, Gimba, our boy Daniel hey, Rodriguez. I mean, well. Nick, grunt works is gonna be the entertaining one, bro. That's where everybody's gonna log on. So, yeah, our you boy wanted, Daniel actually you YouTube that then? I'll do YouTube. Okay, do YouTube. Talk a little more trash. Yep, too easy. But Jackson Wings. Yeah, I sent a message to all the mods too to jump on. Hey, Just, figures, you know. we, figures we got a fucking cop on the show who's late. Every time you call him and need him, they're not fucking here. All right. Like that's oh that's man, what, ouchies. That's what we're gonna go with. That's <laughs> fucking figures. All right. Welcome, we missed you, but what have you done for us today? Yeah. You're only as good as your last fucking five minutes, Bookham. Let's go. Son of a bitch. You know that. This is social media. Come on. Right, yo, just, so you know, just so you know, I heard you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard you. Yeah, I'm sure you heard the call. <laughs> we were recording. Hey, I got it I was reposting the link. I'm trying to get the link on Facebook and on That's Instagram good. so they could go to YouTube. That's good. 
What is this? Episode 44, huh? Yeah, 44. Sponsors rolling. Oh. Openers rolling. You got the banners going across today, Chris? Yeah. All right. All right. Same as last time, Dave. Let me know. Give me a little bit. Give me a 10 second warning or whatever. Songs playing. Yeah, we got 10. Five, two, one. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy Saturday. Welcome to episode 44 of the Trash Talk Out. Shout out to our sponsors, Vincent and Athletics, Cardinal Final, and last but not least, 10th Mountain Whiskey. Type in VTT and get a discount. Special guest today, our officer, Bookham, and he's going to be talking to us about the Bridges Project and some amazing things he's doing as an officer in his community. We also have first on Gimbal on the show, and he is a close friend of mine, and he's going to address some recent and tragic events that occurred in his company. And as always, I'm here with Buddy, Nick, and Joe. Over to you, Joe. Let's get this party started. Hey, hey Joe, hold up, hold up. What's hold going up, on? Joe. All right, I'm, 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 I'm waiting. Hold up. I know Dave's going to be like, what the fuck just happened? But I, we, he's been a little slow this week, so we need a proper introduction. Uh, Joe, <laughs> can you help out Dave and show what he's actually supposed to do? Uh, with the intro, please. Oh, Go for the love it. of God. Go yes, for it, Joe. That, that's fine. Dave, uh, we've we've been here before, haven't we? Um, yes. Anyways, I won't go that. Not, no further details. But listen, our boy Bookham's on the show. For you, those of you who have not seen us uh, interview him yet or him be on the show the first time, let me tell you a little bit about what this man does, okay? But before that, late, I'm going to go ahead and step on – I'm going to step on a side of the line that I have publicly – and if people don't like it, I don't really give a shit. Um, we support cops. Part of the solution. All right. If you don't like it, no one's holding you hostage here. We support cops who are part of the solution. Some of them are our brothers. We stand with them 100%. And Bookham is definitely one of those cops that's out there trying to make as big a dent as he can personally. Um, he puts skin in the game. He walks it like he talks it. Uh, we love having him here. And I've got this question that's been burning. I don't get to talk to the man very often, but um, some of y'all don't know. He's also a hip hop artist, takes it very seriously. He's actually just recently put out, is it an LP? Did I get that EP. right, Bo? EP, EP yeah. that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. recently just put it out. So the man definitely puts the time in and he's respected at his craft. So being that you're our subject matter expert on the show, as much as that might sting Dave a bit, um, <laughs> I'd say you outrank him in the game. <laughs> I'm going to paint the scene for you. Um, several months ago, we're in New Orleans together. Uh, first time I've seen Dave and Nick in 10 years plus. We're in the French Quarter. We just had an oysters and ice cold beer dinner after shooting a movie scene on the day we see each other for the first time. And Nick is finally on IMBD. Nick is on yeah. IMBD. Yeah. yeah, look out for that on Netflix because that's a true story. That's coming. Um, but... We're walking down the street, beautiful day, and I can't enjoy it because every two steps, Dave's like, Joe, check out this one. And he's freestyling the whole time. I'm like, Dave, you're 38 years old, bro. You've had a stellar military career. You're engaged to a beautiful woman who makes money. I'll respect you. The last time you put something down, it went triple plastic in the regional scene. Why are you still holding on to these rap dreams? Like, do you have problems with on your side where it's like you just got to tell them to let it go brother 
All right, you've done better things in other avenues. This isn't your wheelhouse anymore. Like, how do you tell a friend that? Because we love him, we do. But, um, you know, I just- Welcome you know, I, I to the trash talk out. All right, so anyways, Dave, it's been good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while, so I, I just, you know, wrote that for you. But anyway, yeah, hey, book him. Hey, Joe, Joe, before you go, I need our guests to turn their uh, screens landscape so we can see your beautiful faces in backyard. Um, so yeah, yeah, Joe, go ahead. <laughs> No, I was just, uh, I, I, I was actually just uh, telling, telling a little fib there so I could mess with Dave a little bit since I haven't talked to him in a while. But um, love you, man. How love is you. that? How is that going? And um, when are you and Dave going to lay a track down together is what I'm wondering. That's going to happen soon. It's my fault. I've been, uh, I've been irresponsible. Dave has reached out to me. Uh, I've just been going crazy. I hate using the term I've been too busy because everybody uses that term too uh, loosely. You know what I'm saying? So. We always have time. We just have to make the time. You know what I'm saying? So I just got to link up with Dave and just make it happen. You know, we just got to make well, it happen on my I, end. I appreciate that. And I don't want to, I don't want to flip the order and get into the, all the material that you have for us coming up. So I'm going to go ahead because as much as I love getting a laugh and as, as, as fun as that was to tell that joke, we've got some serious issues to deal with. And, you know, it's more of an active duty issue. These boys are active duty and they are foaming at the mouth to get a word out. So I'm going to toss it back to Nick and. Uh, oh, we can't get there. serious yet. I want to know. I want to know how you feel about the lead eight. I want to know uh, how you feel God, about Michigan you, and the lead eight. What else do you want? What else do you want to hear? My dog died. Okay, it couldn't I, have been worse. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. awful. Is that basketball? Yeah, Is that I'm gonna basketball? Kick you while you're down. Yeah, I'm going to kick not, you while you're down. It's not right? Bundesliga. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's but not no, soccer. Yeah, football. It was awful. It's not football. It was awful, man. They, they, they uh, yeah, played their so it, played their worst yeah. game on their last game. So you know, yeah. it is what it is. It's a Mich it it's a Michigan thing, apparently. One, it one happens. Done. They get get right down to the end. They're it's like the it's like the old school Red Sox when people talk about them, like they love to break your heart. They'll they'll get they'll get far enough and then uh, you know lay an egg like they did that night. All right, hey, Sucks. Uh, yeah. Thanks so for talking about it. I just had to remind you that they're not in the tournament anymore. The final four games are on today. But hey, um, I'm 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 aware. Dave has been begging me to get Pokemon. All right. And uh, so, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, and I, and I keep trying to tell him that this is a veteran. I don't trash know why. Talk. I don't know why. This is a veteran trash talk podcast. All right. But uh, in my, in my ignorance with that, you know, you, you tend to forget about the first responder suicide rate as well. Uh, and you, you tend to forget about the hardships that they go through and Bookham's an officer. He'll talk about it. We're glad to have him on the show. And uh, so please tell us about your rap career, which is way better than Dave's ever was. And uh, talk about the projects you got going on and uh, all that good stuff, man. Welcome to the Trash Talk Hour, book. I'm glad to have you here. Hey, guys. Cheers. It's an honor. Cheers, man. I'm drinking some, some bullshit soda, but it's an honor, man, to be on here again. I love what you guys stand for. I have a deep, deep respect for all military personnel, man. So kudos to you guys for serving our country. Uh, it's a pleasure, man. Uh, in regards to the uh, in regards to the rapping, I've been doing this since I was 13 years old. It was always an outlet for me to express myself. You know, I come from a very vop household. So as a young kid, I used to use poetry. And then from poetry, uh, you know, I saw that there was a rhythm to it. I started rapping. I got on the job 16 years ago. Um, and when I got on the job, you know, uh, it's very hard being in a paramilitary organization 
to say, hey, listen, I, I'm a rapper. You know what I'm saying? So it's we could be honest and say, listen, in a paramilitary organization, it's frowned upon. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how it goes in the military, but I know for law enforcement, it's frowned upon because equated to somebody that's being hood or affiliates themselves with the streets, gang mentality, uh, criminal mentality. Uh, or if you look like any of us, they're saying he thinks he's the next Eminem. I'm just saying that's one of the ones that we get. <laughs> what, what? Yeah, man. So, I mean, listen, I, you know, I just think you should be yourself. I just think you should be yourself. I don't think you should hide uh, who, you, who you are and what you love to do. As long as you do your job with due diligence, uh, you take your, your job serious, and, you know, you have hobbies outside of that job, whether it's singing, rapping, acting, uh, you know, having a podcast, doing whatever you want to do. As long as you're doing it correctly, you should be able to do whatever you feel is in your heart to do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm an advocate for being yourself, regardless of whatever uniform you wear. Hey, one of your book and one of my favorite quotes from you is be a part of your community and not a part. Can you hit on that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so be a part of your community, not a part from your community. So in the policeman's oath, uh, that's one of the statements made within the policeman's oath is, uh, you know, you take an oath to never betray your community. And in other words, you know, always being a part of your community. I feel like too many cops get caught up in the, oh, oh I got to be super aggressive and it's us versus them no man you 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 forget that you are a part of the community you are supposed to be of service to the community um and you know and the protection part is a huge aspect of law enforcement but being a part of your community not only for the good not only for the bad but being there for the good should know you they should know you they should feel comfortable with me they when i get out of my car they should say hey what's up dan how you doing officer rivera that's the type of interaction i think we're missing in law enforcement hey bookham i got a question for you if that's all right nick i didn't mean to step on you but uh um you know you say you've been on the job 16 years and uh you know every every year there's a new news story that creates a bigger divide between your uniform and 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 the civilian world and uh i'm just saying with with the last two years with what's been going on with george floyd and everything else have you had have you lost and had to repair the relationship with the community or were you able to were they able to see through it and know you were one of the good ones you actually have people that were you felt were in your corner that kind of turned on you after all this stuff happened just because of the way the country was going oh that's a great question bro it's going to be ironic the the, the answer is going to be ironic Believe it or not, a lot of the community, a lot of the community members really uh, showed me support and saying like, oh, no, we know Bookham. Bookham's a, Bookham's a good guy. To be, and, and it's crazy. On the other side of the spectrum, it became with a lot of law enforcement officers, with all these incidents happening with these dumb cops doing dumb shit, now it became like us versus them more than ever. So now the cops are wanted. saying... You got to choose a side. You got to choose a side. It's either you're a cop or you're with the community. There's no in between. That's it. You know? So it was like, it was in a, and we're in a weird state to say the least. Some cops absolutely hate that I'm a part of the community. I'm a thrill for any cops that are watching. They'll never say it to me, but they give you that, they give you 
that demeanor when they see you. They say, oh, this guy's fucking wants to be cool with everybody. But, dude, that's what I signed up for. Why should I change because a couple of dumb cops made it worse for us? Should I now change who I am because it's us versus them? No, man, it's us. We have to, we have to be unified. We have to be unified in order to really induce change, man. It's like what we spoke about this morning when I said we, we, live, we live in the middle and people tend to have a real problem with that. Yeah, hey, I'm definitely going to hit up on that aspect later in the show as well. So keep talking about it, please. There's a comment on Gruntworks from Tim. It says, I've always backed the blue. Can't let a couple of bad cops change your opinion of a thousand cops. Now, again, that's a, a, a very linear statement, which you can agree with or you can disagree with pretty easily because they don't give you any, like you said, they don't give you a middle ground. Okay. Now no, we've been saying, we've been don't. saying on the, we've been saying on this show that the army struggles to find the shitty people and fire them. Like find the shitty people and fire them. Where, where do you see that going in the cop force as well? Cause again, any job you do, there's going to be shitty people there. And it's like, how do you find them? And how do you get rid of them? Like, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Let's be honest. Um, once again, I don't know how, how it works in the military world, but in, in, in the law enforcement world, a lot of the things aren't based off merit. You could be the greatest cop in the world, and you could still get shitted on. You could still get the worst, the worst end of the stick. The, I mean, the best way to weed that out from my perspective in law enforcement is to really implement a, a civilian aspect to the hiring process. What I mean by that is you get five civilians that have a stake in their community. It can't just be anybody. It has to be five people that are, that are obviously pro-community, right? Somebody that maybe a teacher, maybe a, another law enforcement officer, somebody that's uh, a staple in the community, five members. Then you get five members from law enforcement. You put them together and you form that. That should be your hiring board. That should be your board. The reason why I say that is because now the community has a stake in the individuals that they're hiring. It's not only like, oh, okay, my nephew needs a job. He's a shit. He's going to be a shit cop. He's scared of his own shadow, but he needs a good paying job with a good pension. So let me get him on the job and skip all the other great candidates. Gotcha. So that's what I say. Like, we, we, we yeah. need somebody. We need to filter that process, and we need to – the only way to filter it is that we need the community, our civilians, to infiltrate the hiring process. Because then now – right? So then now what happens is, right, what happens is that both sides have a stake in the, in the hiring process. So now you can't say, well, the law force uh, – you know, um, the department decided to hire this individual. No. We all collectively came together and decided Boom. who was best for the community. Boom. You know yep. what I'm saying? That's awesome. That's perfect. Um, hey, hey, what else do you have going on? What's your organization that you have going on? What uh, what have you started uh, the project, the Bookham project? Let's get into that. Bridges. All right. Okay. So the so the so the Bridges project sorry, sorry. is a nonprofit. Yeah, no problem. The Bridges project is a nonprofit, 501c3 based out of New Jersey. Uh, it's predicated on community outreach, mentorship, and music. So what I do is I, I go into the schools now. You know, obviously COVID slowed it down. But I go into the inner cities. I go into the schools. I mentor kids. I teach them how to do hip-hop in a positive light. And I also teach them how to be constructive 
citizens, you know what I mean, to be have some structure in their life. So basically bridging the gap between law enforcement and community, showing them that you can be a cop, you can have a profession, but you can still be a rapper, you can still be a singer, you can still have hobbies outside of your profession. Do you have any uh, serious prospects that, uh, that, that have been in the studio that you're, that you're keeping hidden and, and, until you can uh, groom them? Anybody that can really come through oh, there. How's he and supposed to answer down? that if he's hiding? But other, other than Dave. He, Dave. he doesn't have to give names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, you talk, you're going you're gonna to have to start a whole other 501C to work on Dave's rap career. Okay? It's going to have to be the, tra- the, the, the David, the David prop. All right, that's that's a whole other work Excuse in progress. Excuse me, it's, DD, it's, it's, DD. it's DDT. All right, for those of you who don't know, Dave, it's DDT. Uh, that's his rap name. It. Is, that, is, that, is that a hook? It's not the hook, right? The hook is the, the, the chorus. The hook is the, the chorus. Rap, the hook is the chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it, uh, got it, got it. Uh, uh, so what's the hook going to be? Hey, Booker, can, can, you, can, you, can you give us a hook on how, how good of a German rapper Dave was? Can I put you on the spot? Oh man, that's can, can be you hard, battle man. him right now? No, <laughs> battle oh, him right now. <laughs> I won't battle, battle my battle, boy. Battle. Come on, I'll battle. Come on. I mean, we could get Come eight, on, you, like, you know, eight mile of shit. Joe's from eight mile, just like everybody from Detroit and the army from eight mile. I grew right? up. So, I grew up, grew up with Eminem. Joe grew, grew up with Eminem. I grew yeah. up on nine mile. Thank you very much. Every kid in the army from Detroit. Hey, listen, I could give you guys a verse that would. Since we're talking about suicide awareness, I know that's uh, it's near and dear to me on numerous levels. Um, unfortunately, I lost my fa- I lost my father, who was a veteran, to suicide last year, February fifteenth. Uh, he committed suicide. He's a retired veteran, Army, um, and, uh, and so once it touched me personally, uh, I, I became obviously a stronger advocate for it, and I know. And I saw it firsthand. My father was deeply depressed. I tried everything to get him out of that black hole. And uh, I remember he made a statement to me one day. We were sitting in the car, and he told me, he said, uh, he goes, you know, I used to walk into a room, and people would feel the need to come and talk to me. I felt like a light. But he said, I don't have that anymore. And when he said that to me, look, I get goosebumps now. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I really didn't know what to say to him. Because my dad was one of those guys that was straightforward and bullshit. You know, you couldn't tell him, Dad, no. He was like, no, this is what it is. So I could empathize with Gimbal. I could empathize with any of you guys that uh, have, you know, been subject to knowing somebody that's committed suicide. So I wrote a verse a while ago. And the verse could correlate to what we're talking about today. If you want, I'll, I'll say it for you if you want. Spit it. Spit it. All right. You ever looked in the eyes of those that are lost souls? When they traded their crosses for them crossbones, don't even have keys to a place to call home. They really hurt, and the smell that you see is all show. Yeah, and persecuted by their own blood. They start hating all the people that they once loved, soaking in tears, pain deep as the ocean, living revelation, being eaten by locusts, but nobody knows this. They ain't got enough followers. Keep it bottled up. The Grim Reaper starts to follow them. They popping pills, drinking more, and they sipping lean. Sitting here dying slow, nobody intervenes. Nah, they record them in screen world star. Living fast till life throw them a curveball. And I ain't talking minor leagues, I mean Kershaw. And when your parents pitch them to you, then it hurts more. So that's what Woo! I was Very nice. That was that was Damn. that was better than Joe's Ooh. haiku. 
So, <laughs> there was Beautiful. some powerful lines in there. Oh man, that's a, that's a really that's a really good that's a really good segue into uh, old first arm gimbal who's been patiently waiting. Um, yes, like I said, it was in my ignorance that I didn't even think about the first responder suicide thing, and then uh, of course one of those things that. We, nobody wants to talk about reality anymore. It's just, it's the linear language of the United States. All right. And so it's like, we brought Gimbal on because there's a, there's an issue that we're going to address. Uh, and they can't go into a lot of details about it, but we lost another brother like we do every day. Uh, we lose a lot of brothers and sisters every day. Uh, and this one hits home two of these guys pretty hard. So we, we applaud first arm Gimbal coming on uh, to share the story because we know it's difficult. And uh, that's- Yeah, thank uh, you, brother. That's that's what we're trying to defeat the stigma as well with VTT is get on here, get on the page, get on the podcast, talk about your stuff, talk about your problems. All right. Bring the demon out together so we can crush it. But uh, we are going to crush some things today uh, for sure. Some of the some of the narrative that's been put out. But uh, hey, first on Gimbal, welcome to the show. Tell us where you're working out of and tell us why you're also better than Dave. This is two people, two guests that are better than Dave. Uh, so come on. Yeah, it's always a Dave. challenge to be better than me. You know, hey, like it's some great you're thing. The fa- you're the I'm face man. We want, we want you to believe ahead. in you, okay? That's all we're yeah. saying. Dave. We're, we're building your self-esteem up, Dave. We know you need yeah. it. So Come first, our Gimbal. Because we love you. Well, welcome Gimble. to the Trash Talk Run. Hour. What you got going on? Thank y'all for having me. Uh, I mean, some things are better left unsaid when it comes to me being better than uh, Dave. He knows that. We talk about that every day. Um. I'm the first sergeant here in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. We covered uh, recruiting operations pretty much for the entire state up to Las Cruces. We covered five miles from Texas, miles from Colorado, and five miles from Arizona. So we got the entire state. Uh, no news to anybody, uh, especially here. Maybe some of the viewers might not know, but uh, uh, we lost a soldier this week to suicide, um, which is an unfortunate thing. Uh, we were in Phoenix doing a briefing at the time when it took place. And uh, bottom line up front, I think the I was brought on the show really to discuss, to clear some of the, the bullshit that has been said uh, by utilizing some of the platforms on uh, Facebook and whatever other platforms they worded. They tried to use a tragedy that had nothing to do with the, uh, the company or the location they were in. And they want to picture that uh, the leadership is toxic in our organization. Um, which, you know, to address in regards to it, the, the CSM, when it took place, she was uh, she was on the plane with us. She tried to board the plane. Uh, you know, anybody in the Army knows that Sato Travel doesn't approve within 10, 20 minutes. So she uh, purchased a, a ticket out of pocket to fly out here um, to support the troops. And uh, she wasn't allowed to board pretty much. Something took place, but she wasn't able to board. But uh it's been nothing but support from the battalion leadership, the battalion commander, the, the battalion sergeant major, um, for all the first sergeants, especially like Dave, me and Dave go back how many years? Shit, 11 now, brother? 11 years, yeah. So, again, it's a, it's a tragedy that took place. I do think, like, there's a – I think the Army focuses a lot on, like, the reaction to it um, when something like that takes place. And then – uh just moving forward, you know, we just, it's a people business. We got to take care of our soldiers, uh, which I think takes place. Uh, I, I've been in the army 14 years now, 15 in August. And I never once had a toxic, I never experienced the toxicity that some of these individuals portray on these uh, social media platforms and utilize a tragedy to gain 
likes and views to for whatever reason it was i have i have no idea but not only was it extremely unprofessional um the other side i don't think they took into consideration the soldiers the battle buddies that were that worked with that individual that read that post that know the story um they, it hit them pretty hard as well so when they when they do stuff like this i don't think they take into consideration those uh individual feelings as well along with the family there's a lot of you know civilians spouses that are on those uh pages that see that stuff so definitely was out of line um michael thanks being, for, thanks for coming on and expressing go ahead stuff, man and i can vouch for you uh as as a fellow first sergeant in the battalion that uh you are definitely one of the top dogs and i i love you to pieces man and the way you treat your soldiers obviously in all the comments on that post you can see all your soldiers responding so i know that there's no toxic leadership going on and that uh, that post and that incident was literally used to gain followers, likes and everything. And it's horrific. And it's freak, frankly, just disgusting. So like recruiter times, cool. You want to have a page where you can bring that stuff out? Like, okay, cool. You know, let's bring some crappy stuff to, to the limelight, but uh, let's not use something like this without knowing the facts and allow something. There, like this there is to be nobody, there is nobody in that recruiter times organization that wants to see me right now. Okay. Nobody. Okay, I, I, I will, you know, I, we got a cop on, so I got to be careful, but hypothetically, I will end your fucking life. All right, hypothetically. All right, it's, 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 it's that simple. Okay, so, um, uh, Mike, if there's anything else you want to say before I become the triggered pansy that I am right now, all right, um, what else do you want to say? Anything else you want to say about the topic before I go nuts? Yeah, just the, the only other thing I like to highlight is I did a while ago, I did this class. It was called, uh, I think it was probably the best class I had. It was called Bystander Intervention. Um, and I kind of thought about that incident that took place in D.C. where the uh, the Uber driver got his car jacked by two uh, two teenagers. And uh, there was just these there were soldiers out there that were recording this shit. Um and again, they didn't. They just recorded. And again, what took place was a car took off, car flipped over, Uber driver died. Uh, I'm relating the two by all means, because uh, I don't think there was nothing that could have been done. But um, just pick your people up. You know, if there's something going on at that time. Like it, it, it takes a strong person to stop and intervene and stop it before the action occurs. Grabbing them up, taking them back into the office, having a conversation with them, whatever it may be, just a. Uh, you know, intervene when, when you feel something's fucked up, you have to step in and intervene on it. You just can't let the shit take place because by doing so you're allowing the action to occur. Nick, are you ready to go? Uh, or is it all right if I say something before you do? Go, go ahead. Go Joe, go Joe. Nick's okay. been waiting listen, since yesterday. He can wait a okay, couple of minutes. <laughs> listen, all, I, all I'm saying is this from my perspective, um, when it comes to the recruiter times article, the toxicity is in the fact that you give a fucking microphone to anybody that'll say anything. And for the people that did step out and say something, if you were a bystander and watched all this go down, then shut your fucking mouth. Somebody died. Somebody's being buried. Just keep your fucking mouth shut if you're not going to be part of the solution because there's people who are put the pieces back together and you're definitely not helping and your opinion doesn't fucking matter. I'm done. Yeah, Joel, I'm gonna, that's, a, that's actually a good segue. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Uh, I know WTF radio is watching right now. Thanks. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in and giving us that support. Um, 
we, we need to have freedom of speech so that we can see who the fucking morons are. Okay. That it, it really helps. Okay. Now, when we take it personal, which is when you become triggered, right? I got the shirt, go to shop.veterantrashtalk.com, right? Hey, hey, quit being a triggered pansy. And I, I became triggered because it, it, it's personal, right? So that's, we keep trying to tell people that when it becomes personal, then you have to try your hardest to take a step back and look at it logically, all right? Look at the intangibles. What happened? Why did it happen? Now, as a former RI, a ranger instructor, we used to love the buzzwords that the, that the students would yell when they were in a firefight, a fake one, right? They would just start yelling stuff out because that's what's going to get them a go, right? They'd be like, suppressive fire. They're like, no, like, no shit. All right. Like, 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 what is, no, like you have to actually give a fire command. Okay. So part of, what, what really is upsetting with the recruiter times is you carry that name and you're making money off that name, right? Recruiter times. Now I'm not a recruiter. I never wanted to, you know, until like I, until I got broke that I ever want to, you know, be a recruiter like Dave, cause it's just kind of, you know, kind of pansiest, but we'll, we'll get over it. Um, what? Damn, I'm getting the business today. huh? Well, yeah. I'm really trying. I know I'm really trying to get this going, but I'm, I'm, I'm that fucking triggered. Okay. I'm that triggered at recruiter times. I'm that triggered at, you know, a lot of initiatives that we have in the army because VTT takes soldier suicide, veteran suicide, very serious. In fact, it's our fucking business, right? We want to lower it. Here's the truth about suicide. It happens. Here's another truth that happens every fucking day. And when you're in the military or you served, there's a probably a pretty good chance you know somebody who did it, all right? And if you've served for more than, you know, long enough, you've probably had multiple people in your formation do it. Okay, that's, that's reality. And nobody wants to talk about it because of the English linear language, like I always said. Oh, the reason why he killed himself is because of toxic leadership. Really, motherfucker? Really? That's why he killed himself? You think it was that fucking simple? Huh? You, you're going to say that? And like Gimbal said, I actually had one toxic environment that I was in. And uh, Dave was in it. I think Buddy was in it too. All right, there was one toxic environment that we were in. And, but for the most part, the army is one of the most efficient, most well-diversed things on the fucking planet. Yours, always somebody, like Bookham said, his dad, I used to be like, somebody used to want to come talk to me. All right. And cheers to your father again, Bookham. Uh, I know, I know he's with the warriors. He's with his warriors right now. And he's, uh, He's having those, he's having those conversations that he missed. Uh, and that's, that's what we started VTT for was to have the conversations with each other, to have that camaraderie. And I know that there's shitheads in the military, but I also know that I, no matter what unit I've been in, if I had a problem, I was going to find somebody that could help. And there was going to be somebody willing to help there was going to be somebody there and i have no doubt i trust dave's opinion probably about 95 percent of the time uh, which is pretty high for me 
So if he was to call me and say, no, actually, Gimbal's pretty fucked up. Actually, this whole unit's kind of fucked up. You know, I would have I believed him. But when he told me that what was going on in Recruiter Times, that soft-ass fucking cherry shit, all right, what, what, what he told me what was going on on that stupid platform, at first, I thought it was he was saying that. I was like, whoa. He's like, no, 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 that's what was said on there. I was like, holy shit. Okay, so whoever that true north is, all right, go fuck yourself, all right? And then Recruiter Times, go fuck yourself. Actually, you I, can think, join them. I, I think True North actually is a soldier. So you have, you have issues, all right? Don't go fuck yourself, all right? Come talk to us, all right? Why don't you come on the trash talk hour? Let, let's, yeah, let, let's, let's debate let, this on an open let, platform. For all let, let's mouth. hash out. Let's hash out what the problem is. Okay, so I take that back. I don't want you who wrote that to go fuck yourself because you're a soldier. Maybe you're a little mentally upset too. All right, so maybe we can talk about it. So come on, come on, send me a fucking text, send me an email. Anyways, it got me, it got me so triggered again that I started thinking about a lot of things. And when I get triggered because I work on it, all right, I work on it every day to be better about it. And some days I fail, some days I don't. And I'm not going to be triggered about it all week. I'm just going to let it fucking go. All right. Because the negative vibes are going to kill your energy. All right. They're going to kill your momentum. All right. They're going to stop your progress. All right. So you can bitch and whine. And, and like Bookham said about cops, it's the same with any situation in the military. Military sexual trauma. Okay. Suicide. Toxic leadership. There is a fucking middle ground. Okay. There are intangibles that matter. And I'm going to give a big shout out to Leah again. All right. Leah is doing something nobody else is fucking doing. There aren't too many military women out there who got fucking raped by an officer talking about it and bringing people on their show. And then those brave warriors come out and talk about their experiences. And there was an episode, a few, few uh, female warrior edition episodes ago where one of the ladies on there, one of the warriors on there was talking about why, why do people who have experienced rape and MST want to know why you're the one getting attention? Okay, because Leah was told that it was her fault. Leah was told to shut the fuck up. All right. And you can watch the interview. I'm not going to go over that. You can watch the fucking interview. All right. It's, it's hard to listen to. It's hard to talk about. That's why nobody wants to fucking talk about it. And then you get your attention-seeking fucking warriors out there. All right, that they just want clickbait. That's exactly what fucking Recruiter Times is doing. They want clickbait over a serious fucking situation. And they don't want to offer any fucking opinions or solutions to it. All right, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they thought it would create a conversation. All right, maybe, but I doubt it. I doubt that's what they were thinking. All right. All they were thinking was, oh, shit, clickbait in Recruiter Times. All right. Recruiter Times, I see you commenting something in other places. All right. I will continue to blast you out everywhere. All right. And again, why do people with who suffered MST, because there's very, there, there's intangibles. And I had a good buddy say something. There's no such thing as a victimless crime. Okay. And now right away, Right away, people are going to say, oh, you're victim blaming. 
No, no, I'm not. But if you look at the newest sharp training, the shit that we ought to do for the last eight hours, like the eight hours out of the water, the newest one, it even says, don't go out alone. It even says when you're drinking, have a plan. Okay. Yes. Again, for you triggered fucking pansies out there, that is not an excuse to be fucking raped. Okay. That is, it's, it's not everybody, everybody with a sound mind agrees with that. Everybody. But why would we not prepare ourselves, whatever, whatever we're doing to be successful? All right. There's truth. There's certain truths that are hard to hear. All right. There are predators out there. The suicide demon is in a lot of people's heads. All right. Those things that are truth. And to think that you're going to attack it one way is going to, is you're going to fail. All right. For those of you who don't understand a lot of military doctrine. All right. How many, how many decisive points of the operation can you have? All right. You can only have one. In every military offensive operation, there's only one decisive point, all right? And that decisive point is when it, it tilts the scale and we're going to fucking win now, all right? What do you have to do as a planner for that decisive point? You better have three fucking ways to get it done minimum, all right? Because that's the decisive point. That's the point where either we retreat or we go forward. Now, the paratroopers never retreat, so that's not a big deal, Um but uh, airborne. It bothers me that when we talk about MST and we want to bring it up, we want to talk about it. We want to start the conversation. It's a fucking nasty one, right? Listening to the stories, your legs start twitching, right? If you're a decent human being, your legs start twitching. You start getting fucking mad. But then again, if I'm telling people how to prepare themselves to be victorious in life, and guess what? A real truth is there's, you know, what over 10,000 men get raped a year in the army? Men. Or in, the, in, the whole, in the whole DOD. And only, and only fucking 1,000 of them get reported. Right? That's the stat. At least that's what the sharp teacher told me. Okay? And then women. Yes. There are predators out there. And it sucks, but that's a truth. So nobody's victim blaming anybody. It's just things that we know are true. And if we don't discuss them, if we don't discuss the why for many things in a complex organization, then we will fucking go nowhere. All right, we will never progress, period. Hey, I, that's, that's what I think the most important thing about what Leah's doing is, is what Nick's trying to say is that the conversation is very uncomfortable to listen to. But if you sit through it, I've never sat through anything she's done without coming out a little more educated. And what he's trying to say is trying to tell people to prepare, because if there was a green blinking arrow like a cartoon above these predators, there'd be no rape. They're professionals at hiding. OK, so what we're saying is. Prepare yourself for Murphy's law and, and you might be in a better situation and that's right. not victim and, blaming at all. And what Leah's the, doing is educating people on what happened to her because no one talks about it. Go yeah, ahead. What Leah is doing and the guests that she have on are their fucking superior. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to say right now, they don't get as many views as us, but they should get fucking 100,000 times more views than us. All right. What they're doing is what she's doing is groundbreaking. All right. And what she's doing is tough. And is she going to make mistakes? Look what happened when she made a mistake. Look what happened. All right. It got real fucking personal for a lot of us. And they were all fucking wrong because like Buddy said, like Buddy said during a show, Easy with the zero tolerance. Easy. All right. There's fucking intangibles. There is a middle ground. There are people that are wondering why you're getting attention. And then they want to know what happened to you. That is the conversation that needs to happen. Because even if they're wrong to question you, even if it's wrong, which I agree it's wrong to question you, if they're not questioning you to shame you, if they're questioning you to learn more, if they're questioning you to work through their own demons, which one of our guests did a brilliant job explaining, was that I need to hear it. I need to hear what happened to you. I need to hear why you're getting attention. Because I didn't. I didn't get attention. I didn't get any help. In fact, one of our guests got kicked out of the fucking army before she could get any help. All right. And she owned up to it. That, that warrior owned up to it. And again, the triggeredness, the triggeredness does not allow you to see logic. And we're all fucking guilty. All right. We are all fucking guilty of it. So I did get triggered and I still am triggered, but I will saw this shit away. It'll be gone because it's not productive. All right, Recruiter Times, I, I hope you make millions of dollars, billions of dollars in your lifetime off of sharing stupid shit like this. All right, I hope you make lots of money doing it because maybe money, maybe money and likes and, and subscribers are the only motivation you have. So that's why you're not good people. All right, we keep saying it, nobody... I don't give a fuck if you're rich. I hope you're wealthy. I hope you make a lot of money. I hope you make more. I hope everybody on this panel makes more money than me in their lifetime. And if I can help them do it, I'll do it. All right. If I can't, I'll get out of the fucking way. All right. If all you're doing is getting in the fucking way of progress, we don't got time for you. That's why I'm not going to be triggered about it anymore. Because I don't got time for you, recruiter times. And I hope recruiting... Sorry, Major Garcia, all I've heard from these guys, and I'm not going to blow smoke up all their asses, but all I've heard was that you're solid. All right, and... And she is. She is. You know, another female leader getting blasted for not doing the right thing, I guess. Um, so, again, those same fascist people, they'll attack a woman if it doesn't meet their priority, but then say they're the, they're the fucking fascist of women. Um, It hurts. Suicide hurts. I lost a, I lost an old soldier of mine right here in El Paso. And I said, Hey, when the general lifts the restrictions, let's get a beer together, you know? And, and he, and he said, he loved our page. He loved our show. And then he killed himself. Uh, when our page got shut down, I don't know if that that's, that's not the linear reason. That's not the one reason why. All right. It was a contributing factor. All right. It was an intangible. There was something that, you know, Hey, could have found a different outlet. All right. Try, try your hardest to move forward. Try your hardest to be better. 
All right. And if all you're doing is spewing hate and you're being self-righteous and thinking that we don't need to discuss intangibles. All right. If you don't think we need to discuss why things happen and start getting the stats on who's wrong and, and, and why this happened, if you don't think we need to gather that data, all right, you're a fucking moron. All right. We can't fix it unless we get all the fucking intangibles. And some of them are not fun to listen to. Some of the realities in this world are not fucking fun. All right. If the world was fucking perfect, then we wouldn't need this show. We wouldn't need an army. We wouldn't need cops. Okay. We wouldn't need firemen. We wouldn't. But the fact is we do. And that's something we don't want to talk about. So yes, should you be able to walk down the street butt ass naked as a man or woman and not get raped? hundred percent. You should be able to. But there's no such thing as a victimless crime. And it's not victim blaming. It's simply like, let's, how do we defeat this? How do we, how do we keep our people safe? How do we keep our people safe so that we can start going after these motherfuckers? Right? How do we keep that? Now, I don't have the answer to that. That's not my job. Okay? But just asking that question doesn't make you a victim blamer. Asking that question even, hey, bring up the toxic leadership in the recruiting battalion in Phoenix. Bring it up. Let's have it. Maybe there is something there. Okay, but for you to put it out on the platform of this is why, you're the fucking problem. You people, what do you mean you people, Joe? All right, you people are the problem. The ones that have the linear responses. This is why retention's down. This is why people commit suicide. This is, you know... You got to be on the A or B side. The bell curve again. Sorry, Perry. I'm not going to draw it. Okay. There's a middle ground. Recruiter times, recruiting times, whatever the fuck your name is. All right. You were wrong. And it triggered people. And it got what you wanted. It got you attention. All right. We gave you more attention than you deserve. So from here on out, I will not fucking, I, I will not even mention your fucking name anymore. All right, I won't even never heard of them. I will I will block your shit. All right, because you're you're not productive. All you want is likes and subscribers. And you don't care that this whole fucking family's this whole family's turned upside down. You don't give a flying fuck about that. You don't give a flying fuck that there's leaders out there that probably were in tears. All right, that when my soldier killed himself, I'll admit it, I was sitting on my back fucking porch drinking all my 10th mountain bourbon, crying like a fucking baby. All right, that one fucking hurt. It hurt bad. Okay, so good job getting your likes. Good job. Good job. You know, fucking sweet. Over you, buddy. <laughs> Buddy's so, late. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I know that you're not going to discuss it, but the so little backstory one of the best command teams was our uh, the best command threesomes, if you will, that I was ever a part of. Was like uh, on the uh, the dive team I was on. We had a chief, a team leader, um, and myself as the team sergeant. And uh, we, not a single one of us, was uh, above getting triggered because we were passionate about either the mission, the guys, or uh, you know what our part of the piece of pie was. The 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 good side was that not all of us got triggered 
at the same time. So there was always at least one or two that could bring us down. Now, Nick's triggered about the uh, the recruiter times, and I completely understand it. But to be the non-triggered one, the recruiter times, correct me if I'm wrong, was supposed to be some platform that was created so that recruiters talk to other recruiters on Facebook. Um, right? Is that... Kind of no. There's a there's a more productive one called the recruiter form, where actually right. TPPs are shared. This one is more of a hey, I want to yeah, complain yeah, about my leadership. Like a, yeah, they just want to bitch, whine, and moan, and and it's supposed to be a place for them to vent, right? Which is it's understandable and it's fine. You can you can do that, but which brings some positive things. stuff to light. You know, they do bring I, some positive I got stuff you. to light. I got yeah, and, yeah. and that's and that's great. But here's the thing. Thing number one, the guy that wrote that freaking whole statement, True North or whatever, first of all, the IG in the Army doesn't stand for Instagram. It stands for the, the freaking um, the Inspector General. That's where your toxic leadership complaints and bitches go to. If you have something that you need to talk to somebody about and it's actually quantitative and it's a, a, a real problem, you take it to them. And they take care of it, and the army is a better place. That's how this works. Not Instagram, not Facebook, not like other than that, it's just you trying to use a tragedy and bitching and whining and moaning a bunch of random shit that doesn't have anything like, well, uh, I fucking hate working here because I have to shave and get a haircut. Well, then fucking go work somewhere else. Like, don't be in the army. Like, do. Like, uh, girls get to have ponytails why can't I grow a beard because they're fu- shut the fuck up why does it matter it's not the same thing like, you're just bitching number two not only do we have a podcast but we have a Facebook page too and we also get a bunch of random bullshit that goes through the Facebook, uh, the Facebook page but we have a bunch of moderators fucking the recruiter times does that's supposed to read this shit and then fucking figure out what they are or are not going to put on there. And then if you see something, then it's up to you as a moderator to fucking instant message that guy. And be like, hey, you know, maybe you have some some problems here, but now's not the time or place to air these this dirty laundry. Go to IG. Go talk to this person. Like, here's some other recruiters in your area. Go talk to them so you guys can get it. That's your that's what you're supposed to be doing. That's what we do. If somebody you know, bitches and whines and moans and says that they're going to kill themselves, throw it on the BTT Facebook page so that other people see it and we get some kind of weird likes for it. We call those people. We talk to them. We try to find out what's going on and get them help in their area so that they don't make the ultimate decision. And to say that that like on his little thing, he's like, oh, this was a cry for help. It's not a fucking cry for help. Who, who the fuck are you going to help? He's dead, you dickhead. It's like the fucking, the whole point. Like you're, you're already past cries for help. You're now at like final solution to a problem that's temporary. Like, so the whole, his whole article was stupid. The, the reaction to the, the recruiter's times, pretty stupid. Um, and they're probably not horrible people. She made a mistake. People make mistakes life the problem is that you have to you have to ar that at some point go back and look at what you did and not do it again you have to not use some bullshit to get likes 
And that caveats into what would behoove you to listen oh, to. Oh, shit. What, oh, I got them both oh, all shit. in the same set. My, uh, my honesty of this week. And here's the honesty cap of the week. We've talked about it several times, especially when it comes to suicide. Suicide prevention is something that we should talk about. But at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to keep yourself from suck starting a nine mil. It is. If you're depressed, oh, you mean, and you're you not mean, you eating that- right. You're not. It, if, if you're not eating right, you're not going outside, spending time with family. You're not talking to people. You're not looking for help. But then you're not helping your situation at all. The same exact thing that I think Nick was trying to point out when it comes to, you know, military sexual assault, the SHARP program, all that other stuff. If you're not doing the positive things to keep negative things from happening, it's not your fault, but you're not helping your situation either. You have to take an active role in your own mental health. This week, I took an active role in my mental health. We all have a Facebook page. We've all got a personal one. We're also on Gruntworks. We're also on VTT. On my smartphone, I've got a sweet Facebook app. I just push the button. It pops up. I don't have to log in. I don't do anything. You know what I realized this week? If I delete that fucking little app off of my smartphone so that I have to go to another place to push a button and then log into Facebook, I just don't fucking do it because it's too much work for some bullshit that I don't give a fuck about. Guess what has been better in the last week that I haven't been on fucking Facebook looking at all of the bullshit from everyone else and all their fucking negative shit. Mentally, I feel like I am ready to run a marathon or do something else because A, I've I've basically put bunk beds in my brain because I got so much more fucking activities like I'm not worried about like the conspiracy That's a shirt. theory That's a shirt of this right there. Fucking, this fucking whack tank top, Nick. Tank top. That motherfucking evergreen maritime is drifting through the fucking Suez Canal because they had a goddamn oh, three billion tankers full of fucking Kenyan babies that they were taking to fucking Joe Biden and fucking Hillary Clinton. Like I'm worried about it. That's not a thing because I didn't see it. We've talked about it before. We advertise a bunch of bullshit without advertising any of the positive in the world. And then we wonder why we have all this shit coming in and then we have shit going out. If you want a fucking positive mental fucking capacity, if you want positive mental health, then you have to put positivity into your fucking head. You can't sit there and fucking look at Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all this other bullshit where fucking non-talented douchebags fucking lip sync motherfucking other people's comedy skits? What the fuck is going on with that? Are we like, that's where we are talent-wise? Like, you lip sync what other people have just said? Like, other people's shitty TikTok videos, you lip sync TikTok videos of other hey, shitty Lawrence. TikTok videos. That makes hey, you Lawrence. funny. What? Hey, Lawrence, sorry to cut you off, but what you, just said, what you just said, I think I'm going to use it for TikTok later. Are you are you really sorry for cutting him off? I'm not. You, you go you go right ahead. But that being said, if you're fucking if you're drinking mud, then you shouldn't fucking be goddamn mind blown when you got diarrhea. You fucking idiot. Like drink some fucking water. 
pull some security and don't pay attention to the bullshit. Pay attention to the things that actually fucking matter. Spend time with your family. Go get some exercise. Get a goddamn hobby. Buddy, when are you going to take the gloves off and really let them know how you feel? By the way, Buddy is on TikTok as well. He might not know. But Buddy is actually on TikTok. So go to subscribe to our TikTok. Buddy is on there. He's on there. (laughs) Buddy is on TikTok. Uh, this He'll even lip sync a video or two every now and then, but that's neither here nor there. Not on purpose. Hey, no, buddy, he has uh, a road, road rage video. Road rage. Let, let, let Buddy finish. That's my, uh, that's my honesty cap of uh, of the day. Hey, no, I appreciate that honesty cap, Buddy. I, I think it flowed well. And again, we're the assholes for telling you that you have to do it yourself. Okay? We're the assholes that say, hey, all together as a team, we can defeat this. But, you know, you're going to have to you're going to have to do something about it. Right, you're gonna have to be a part of it. Hey, now, you, cor- correct me if I'm wrong. I can tell oh. you where the chaplain is, but you gotta walk your ass there. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and you gotta open up to him. All right, and you know, just like just like John Wayne Troxel. All right, the SEAC, never heard of him. All right, so the the SEAC, you know, he said he had to go talk to General Mattis, Secretary of Defense, and tell him that he has he has he has to take a break. He's got to go talk to somebody. Right, and uh, that stigma's there. So go talk to people. Now, Buddy was right. Uh, I have to, you know, the name that I, I said I wouldn't mention anymore. Maybe you're not all douchebags. Probably not. But I was triggered, so that was my thought. Okay, and I couldn't look at it logically for a minute. Now, with uh, with recruiting suicide, I explained this to somebody years ago. Remember when recruiters were just like killing themselves at a record rate? It was like yep. absolutely insane. 2009, yeah. 2010, yeah. Well, even before that, 08 too, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. The mission of the army is to win wars, right? Their policy of people first is a tremendous one, all right? But it's going to take all of us to individually do it. Otherwise, it's a waste of fucking time, all right? The recruiters back in 2007 and 2008, they had to pump up the numbers something fierce, all right. That was their responsibility. That was their mission. You know what? In the backdrop, and it's in this is a remember, this is a middle ground thing nobody wants to hear. All right. In the background of it, the army didn't care if it lost people to accomplish the mission. That's that 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 is the bottom line. Did they care about the individuals killing themselves? 100 percent Yes, they did. Okay, did it did it bother them? Yes, it did. But again, we'll always place the mission first. And if we lose recruiters while we're recruiting at that time, I'm not saying it officially, but was that a casualty of a, of a battle that was okay? As long as we get the numbers, right? It's a hard truth to listen to. So now policies had to change. People had, they had to change the way recruiting was done, which is a great thing, right? So again, there's middle ground. There's things of why they're happening. And guess what? There's somebody sitting in a room going, did they meet their quota? Nick, I got to say something, man. I, I just, from the veteran side, because it's, it's very, uh, you know, active duty heavy, you're saying, but from the veteran side, maybe this sounds soft. And I, you know, I don't care because I know Dave. We chewed the same dirt together. I watched his ear bleed like he was in uh, The Walking Dead for seven days because he refused Medivac. 
Uh, I've seen what we've been through. I know who he is. And if he vouches for Gimbal, that's all I need to hear. Um, did anybody ever take into account that they were running these recruiters into the dirt? They, they were didn't putting care. them through. They were, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, like is it toxic? This is a toxic. No, it's a human factor. These guys were killing themselves. And then because that wasn't good enough, they were actually taking their own life. I mean, they were literally running these recruiters to dirt. So that's, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know. No, if, he, if he did, and it's it, what Buddy was talking about, it's us. Yeah. It's us that will yeah. fix it. It's us that will take care of each other. All right. I'm telling yeah. you right now, in my opinion, back the decade ago, they didn't, they really, there were people in rooms that as long as recruiters met their numbers, they didn't give a fuck. They lost people on a mission, just like if what you guys do, just like anybody does who goes on a mission, right? You, you lose guys and it's acceptable. It's acceptable to the bigger army. It ain't acceptable to us. All right. As non-commissioned officers, as leaders, it's not acceptable to us. So again, we do get triggered about it. It's not acceptable. What happens to people with MSD, it's not acceptable. What happens to suicide, it's not acceptable. But a reality of truth is, is they made a song about it. The army's going to roll along. All right. It is the army song. It's going to keep going forward no matter what. Can we make it better? Can we do something about it? That's our job. That's the people's job. Okay. Like Bookham said, in the community, be a part of it. Not apart from it. Once you start getting out of the, the people first part of the military, maybe it's time for you to go away. All right. And then also to not be a triggered pansy, understand that there's generals and colonels and, and CIA guys and the big think tanker guys that they're okay with losing two battalions in a fight. Okay. They're okay with that. Cause that's war. All right. There's, there's, there's people that are okay with it that are making the decisions. They're calling on us to take care of our people. It's not the fucking secretary of the army's job to take care of people. It's our job. It's our job to take care of people. All right. That's all I got to say about that. Whoever's next, Dave, close this up. Whatever we got to do. Damn. I mean, we, we can talk a little bit more and I think you guys have oh, some amazing points and, you know, this just goes out to NCOs that use these platforms as a way to complain or bitch about, you know, work and things of that nature. Like, it's okay. Like, let these platforms expose some stuff that's going on within your organization if it's bad. But be an NCO first, okay? Don't be that keyboard, keyboard warrior in his stuff to complain and say, this is what's happening without utilizing your leadership. There's a thing called the open door policy. You know, you are a non-commissioned officer. You're an NCO. You're supposed to be- You're not allowed to be about silent. This. And don't be silent. Exactly. Don't be standing by you're, and watching your leader. Occur. Wait, you mean, you mean as an NCO, I have to grow my nuts and walk into the office and say, hey, first sergeant. Um, Thank you, buddy. This is, and, like, and, you want to tell me why we're doing this? Because it's fucking well, stupid. Exactly. We'll, and that, we'll and, figure and, and, and real, quick, real quick, not just NCO. Like, there's other platforms that are utilized. And we got, you know, private sending stuff in. Like, if there is an honest issue going on within your organization, bring it up. Somebody's going to help you. Bring it up to your first line supervisor. And if they won't fix it, bring it to the next echelon. Like, it can get fixed. But if you are just standing there in front of the keyboard or sitting there and typing up some narrative 
to blast everybody, you're dead wrong. You are part of the freaking problem. You are that cancer that is going to continue to spread within your organization because you're standing by and you ain't doing jack and shit. Anyway, I'd rather, I'm getting heated I'd rather, again now. Hey. I'm getting heated again. I'm going to hand it over to you. Know, you know, there's, there's also a pretty good chance that you're the guy that if that guy that, that is having problems comes to you, instead of giving him positive things that he can do to change it or fix it or figure out how you're just feeding into his bullshit, making him more and more depressed and shitty. So and what does that do to your entire organization? In this case, your recruiting office, your company, yeah. it's a cancer and it spreads because everybody is acting the same way. Nothing nope. is getting fixed. I saw a comment yesterday and I, I'm not going to call the guy out, but uh, it was, he was laughing I at would. the post that I did on there. Yeah. He was laughing at the post and it's like, what's so funny about this? And he brought up a situation, some other battalion where there was a funeral because of a side and apparently the Sergeant major uh, started discussing production at the funeral. And literally this guy is mentioning or saying that uh, I can't believe nobody said anything. Like, were you there and you can't believe nobody said anything? Like, why didn't you say anything? And that is such a freaking problem. Like, be a goddamn NCO, be a soldier, be a good person, fix it. It's that simple. Anyhow, Gimbal, book them. We don't have to get off yet unless it's it's that time. But uh, if you guys have any words or, yeah. you know. Very interesting stuff you guys said. Uh, it's very very interesting to hear the perspective of military. Uh, very interesting. Um, what I do want to say, a couple of things. Uh, it's very different in, in law enforcement in regards to uh, reaching out for help. All right. So let me clarify what I mean by that. So we have what's called a resiliency officer now, right? That resiliency officer is a supervisor from the same department. So now what happens is you go to this resiliency officer and you say, I'm having some personal issues. I've been having some thoughts of possibly hurting myself. But what happens is, is that immediately because you made that statement that you possibly want to hurt yourself, they disarm you. They take you, obviously they take your weapon, take any personal weapons you have. And now you're put on administrative leave, which then in return ruins your family, you know, your family life because you can't work overtime. You're put out until you go for a psyche eval. So you're kind of put between a rock and a hard place where in law enforcement, a lot of guys and girls suffer in silence because they have nobody to talk to. Book them. So, Book them. Like, real quick. Yeah, like, yeah, real quick, yeah. and you bring up a very serious issue. So when you guys I got a go, question about when you're done. If you, if you get relieved, you know, medically, is there compensation for you guys then? Or is that just it? Like in the military, you know, if you if you're hey, gonna go for a look, psyche eval, you get you get your medical compensation when you get out, and you still will be taken care of financially and through medical care. For you guys, it's just you're done. Well, see, it depends, right? So if you if there was, it depends on the severity of your your PTSD or whatever you're going through, your mental condition. If you go in there randomly and say, "Listen, I've just been having some some suicidal thoughts. I've been depressed." Uh, you know, some things have happened on the job that I've witnessed. I've, you know, they'll put you on an administrative leave pending a forensic psychiatrist deeming you 
good to come back to work. Now, that forensic psychiatrist, to cover his ass or her ass, they're more than likely not going to put you back to work. You get what I'm saying? So it's it's all like a political game. And this is the reason why I say law enforcement, it's, 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 it's worse because, right? So, like, I go and I say, I feel this way, I'm depressed. Or I have a complaint about a supervisor. Instead of punching my supervisor in the face and get possibly fired for it, I go and I talk to another supervisor who may be friends or politically affiliated with that other supervisor. So you see where the, you see yep. where the problem So now that's the problem in law enforcement that a lot of guys and girls really don't. And it happened to me. I'll tell you a quick story. I'm not going to, I got jammed up off duty many years ago, like 10 years ago, drinking at a bar with another fellow officer. Something happened. I ended up getting a uh, city ordinance, right? Nobody helped. Did you win the fight? (laughs) No, it was, it wasn't no blows, throw, nothing. It was a little scuffle with some bouncers. Drinking, you know, it's stupid. I was young, dumb. I've been there. So, <laughs> we, have, we have all been there. Yeah. I was, I was, I was off duty. Obviously, um, I was in Morristown, New Jersey. The officer, the blue, he he cuffed me. I told, him, oh, 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 I'm on the job. He had to do his job. Everything's okay. But long story short, I get a city ordinance. Nobody in my job had my back. My PBA was like, oh, here's the legal protection plan. You got to go do everything yourself. I literally never had been in trouble, so I had to go through this whole process by myself with a fear that I was going to get fired because you cannot be actively in law enforcement with a criminal record. You know, you can't be uh, convicted. As small of a crime as it is, it's still a 2C. You're still convicted. So anyway, you get fired. So I was under numerous stress. I had no one to talk to. I was depressed. I suffered anxiety attacks. I just had had my first daughter. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? So uh, I was there. I was at a very, very low point where everybody turned their back on me. And I couldn't tell anybody how you, you know, in law enforcement, you really, you got to be careful who you talk to because your own brother or sister, your own brother or sister will go back and tell the supervisor. And now you're out on administrative leave pending a psyche eval. So it's, it's like, yeah, mental illness is a serious problem in law enforcement, but the, the bigger problem behind that is supervisors and administrations not taking it serious and well, like continuous. I, yeah. Like I said, there's people sitting in a room that make policy, even in the military, that it's not their responsibility to care about what's happening to you. All right. They don't yep. care. Yeah, well, the problem is the problem with all of that is that we we sit around, especially when it comes to mental health and somebody's got a mental a mental scrape, if you will, that a Band-Aid could help or a mental cold that just a little bit over the counter, like decongestant could could take care of. But instead of paying attention to it when it's a little scrape, we make them it turns into a massive not pay attention to it until it festers and it gets picked at and then it gets infected. And then at the end of the day, when it really gets, and then we sit there and and somebody kills themselves or they're a cop and they have, and, and, and here's the thing, like, you know, in the military, we like to puff our chest up and talk about our deployments and our combat and our, all this. Well, yeah, especially compared to you, especially compared to you. Like they're, they're deployed every day. 
when they're not at work, they're still where they are deployed. There's like every single day for 20 years, they're deployed. Like, and, yep. and, and we're like, well, yeah, but, but you didn't see combat. What do you mean? You, Cause I didn't, nobody was shooting at me. I didn't have a, I didn't have to have a vest. I didn't go into weird situations in people's houses. Sounds a lot like we were both deployed. <laughs> it so, it just, sounds a lot I just like you have to get yourself prepared. We allow that to fester until until yeah. they shoot themselves yeah. or until they until they beat the shit out of somebody because they fucking yeah. came at them wrong. And then we're like, well, and then everybody just goes, well, well, I PTSD. well, I didn't know. I had no idea. How did that I, I'd oh, never like, seen a match like that. Hey, but well, I mean, if- Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mikey. Yeah, if I may, Mike. Don't another like the uh, it might be too is I don't think like uh Nick said and I said it earlier today too. Like I truly believe the uh I don't even like using this word a lot because a lot of people use it a lot. Just the in leadership, it's a um it's a people's business, and I don't think a lot of like individuals at that the unit level uh take the time to personally know their subordinates or personally know one each other because all they do is they see is what how they interact with each other at work. So they don't personally know them and they don't have that relationship built. No one's going to open up and say, hey, Dave, man, I'm going through a hard fucking time right now. Like, I got some shit going on. I'm on like a meeting. So they, and if you don't take the time to get to know them personally, which is, is kind of hard in certain positions, but you still should try to make that time to get to know your your, your buddies to your left and right, so... You mean leadership? No, hey, no. So, yeah, beautiful, Mike. Beautiful. Mike, so beautiful. That, that, beautiful. No, hey, but then this is this is the reality nobody wants to talk about. I keep, I'm going to say it again to drive some home into people's heads. There are people that get paid by the DOD to not give a fuck if you commit suicide. Okay? There are people in the DOD that get paid to win fucking wars their way. Okay? Like Mike said, when you're in a position where you are with people, it is your fucking job. Okay, you're the one that that guy's sitting in a think tank of how he's going to defeat China, how he's going to defeat an insurgency in Morocco, how he's going to somewhere, right? He has to have the trust that Mike's down there on the line taking care of the people that are going to win that war. So again, if you're in a position where you think you don't have to worry about people, Yet you have people under you. If you think you're that, you're much of the strategic, you know, plan for the DOD. You're not, motherfucker. Okay, you're not. You're supposed to make sure the strategic think tank guys can do their job. Just like in the cop forces, I'm going to see if I'm right here with Bookham. But there are politics in the cop force as well, where that guy sitting in that room doesn't give a shit about Bookham. Okay. And he has to have that freedom. So it's a reality we don't want to talk about. It's a reality where there's guys making decisions, girls making decisions, leaders that are leading something else that don't want to have their day interrupted because somebody down here fucked up. Okay. They also, they also have the understanding that, hey, there's some guys we're just going to lose. We're not trying to stop suicide. That's not BTT's goal. Our goal is to save as many lives as we can that we can save. All right. And we've already done it. We've already saved lives. If our shit gets shut down tomorrow, we've already saved lives. Okay. And not me, not Joe, not Dave. All right. The community did. 
All right, the community saved lives. So again, don't get mad at the guy who's who gets paid to not give a fuck about you. His job is out. He's thinking out. We're paid to think in. All right, that's what we're paid for. All right, it's not a lot, but the guy who makes more money who's doing the outward thinking, bitch, go get a fucking PhD about fucking global strategic plans, okay? And then you're going to get paid all that fucking money. Okay, until then, do your fucking job. Be with your people. Understand you're going to lose some. It's going to happen. I'm out. Book them. I got your text. I know you got to roll. All you right. The final yeah, words, man, man. Give us a shout out real quick. Let everybody know where they can reach you, all your platforms, um, where they can hear your music, and then invite all your brothers, man. You know, like like Buddy said, police officers as well, man. We are all we are all law enforcement and to some we all are connected and in, in, the, in the things we do. So um, thanks for having you, man, and uh, give a shout out to everybody again where they can find you. Absolutely, guys. Once again. It's an honor, a pleasure to be here talking with you guys. Thank you for your service. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, you could go to Instagram, Bridges underscore Bookham. You could also look, uh, reach out through the website, www.thebridgesproject.info. That's the best way to reach me. Uh, you'll have all my different uh, handles on the website. Uh, I want to shout you guys out, Veteran Trash Talk. I'm going to be posting this on my page once you guys are done uh, editing. I'm very grateful. Once again, Dave, Nick, Lawrence, uh, well, who else am I missing? Sergeant Gimble, Joe, everybody, man. Don't forget about the fake Asian behind the scenes. Oh, my boy Chris, my boy, my boy Chris. Hey, listen, uh, Gimble, I'm sorry, Sarge. Sorry for your loss, brother. Keep your head up. And uh, everybody, man, thanks again. Stay safe, stay blessed, stay positive. You know what I'm saying? And I'll see you guys soon. All right, brother. Thanks, brother. Peace, man. All right. Later. First on Gimbal, you got anything, any parting words, brother? No, nah, just like, thanks for having me on. Thanks for, uh, you know, what y'all do. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no bullshit. Just, uh, yeah, keep on continuing it. Hope, you know, it's making a difference. Hopefully he continues to, those in need. Thanks. Hey, keep, hey, keep kicking Dave's ass in recruiting too, because it humbles him. He yeah. needs that. All right. He needs, he needs that. He needs that extra, extra drive. Yeah. We won't do. We won't keep on trying. I appreciate y'all. We're going to keep on grinding. Hey, Michael, thanks for coming on, man. And, uh, you know, thanks for sharing everything and, and shout out to your entire company. I know you guys are going through some things right now. Um, we're all here for you, you know, uh, rest in peace, obviously. And, uh, yeah, never give up the fight, keep on fighting and keep taking care of your soldiers. Cause I know that's what you do. Uh, Grunt Works, Veteran Trash Talk, thanks for tuning in. Uh, great show today. Uh, shout out to everybody. And a uh, great Saturday. Catch you guys Happy. next Happy Easter. We're out.